Welcome. Welcome, welcome everybody to Chat, Heal, and Chill. I love that we're doing this. Today's gonna be a little different because I'm gonna be making dumplings, <laughs> but you can still submit questions. Welcome everybody to Chat, Heal, and Chill. I am gonna make some dumplings. I do this just about every week. I just hand make my own dumplings. I don't hand make the dough, not quite yet. Working our way to that one of these days. Thanks for the loving on the space, but welcome. This is just your local everyday spot to chat, heal, chill, however you choose to chill. You know, if you wanna toke up, if you wanna, you know, have a nice glass of wine, have a nice glass of wine, whatever floats your boat, whatever that may be. So long as you're of age, of course, and you're safe and intentional about said use. We don't love escapism here. Substances to escape, no bueno. But substances to enhance, I'm into that. I approve of this message. Uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and start making some dumplings here in just a second. It's gonna be grape. I'm really excited. But welcome. This is a anything goes space here, okay? Anything goes space. This is sex positive, queer friendly. This is a psychedelic friendly space as well. Anything goes. So if, if anything's on your mind, body, soul, if anytime you want to anything you want to talk about, then hit that question button on the bottom of the screen. Submit your question through there because it will get lost. It will get lost in all the sauce. Submit your questions there. While we wait for some questions to come in, I just want to say hi. Hello. How are you? How are you feeling? Let's do a little bit of a check-in. See how everybody's vibing. What's the buzz? How have you been? If you can describe your energy in one word, how would you describe it? Just take a moment to reflect. Any word is a-okay. No right or wrong answers here. Just love. Love for all and in their spaces, wherever you're at. But yes, while we wait for some questions to come in, if you don't have questions, that's a-okay as well. If you don't have questions and you're in the space, do me a favor and just hit the question button on the bottom of the screen anyways, and double tap and like any questions you're feeling pulled toward or resonating with. This conversation is curated by all of us. We're all in this together. Look at these dumplings I'm making. Oh, so fun. I love it, cute. Uh, but yeah, gonna make these dumplings on live. Hopeful, chilled, look at these words coming in. Celestial, grateful ethereal ooh, good words good words so far we love it we love ethereal girl oh that's great i love that we're feeling all sorts of things in my feminine energy that's amazing we love divine feminine divine fem is q is boss we live we laugh we love it so that's amazing. I'm waiting for some more questions to come in and then we'll get started. I'll let you know how, how I'm doing. I'm learning lots of things as of lately. I'm legit just throwing myself into creativity in ways that I haven't really done so before. I'm learning how to hand make pottery, which is a learning curve and a test of patience for this beautiful Aries babe. And yeah making pots by hand doing the coil method which has been really fun just giving myself permission to also just not be perfect as things as a capricorn moon who loves to be so good 
at all things yeah it's it's a difficult thing for me to <laughs> step into but I am anyways and I'm giving myself permission to explore and not have things perfect and yeah that's been really good it's been fun to be in that space but that's where I've been. Let's see where you are as far as questions go. I see there's quite a few questions submitted here on Instagram lives is so fun. I'm gonna make this last little dumpling here and we'll take a look-see at what we have going on. What y'all wanna talk about, what you feeling, what's the vibe, what's the buzz, what's the 411, the 411. So here we go. This question has the most likes so far. How do I remain positive in my new relationship? I don't want to be insecure anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh, ain't that the truth? I feel seen, I feel heard. I can see myself in this question because I'm in a healthy, happy relationship currently and in the beginning, the initial phases, there were a couple hiccups where I brought my insecurities into the relationship and it was no, no bueno, not fun. So what are you gaining by bringing your insecurities in the relationship? Let yourself be surprised and also remind yourself, like also innocent until proven guilty. There are good intentioned people in the world. And what if this person didn't want to hurt you? What if this relationship was actually healthy? What if you instead went into this relationship trusting that it's gonna be okay? And guess what? In the event your heart happens to get broken, guess what? It will heal again. It heals again and again and again. Our hearts aren't as fragile as we think they are. But better to have loved than to not have loved at all. Better to have completely committed than to not have committed at all. And trust and believe if you continue to bring your insecurities into the relationship time and time and time and time again, you will eventually manifest these situations. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. Also, as far as understanding your insecurities, where are your insecurities stemming from? Really understanding your attachment style in relationships is quite helpful. Do you consider yourself to be an anxious attachment style? Are you an avoidant attachment style? Are you a secure attachment style? Probably not a secure attachment style if you're feeling insecure, <laughs> but knowing your attachment style is really helpful and also communicating with your partner. Hey, look, this is what's coming up for me. Having open dialogue about where these things are coming from and not from a place of victimizing yourself or anything, letting your partner know, hey, we're, this is what I'm growing through right now. This is what I'm growing through. This is where I'm at. And if the relationship is meant to endure the test of time, then your partner should understand that. Your partner should understand that. Having that open dialogue of this is not what I want to be. This is what I want to, st I'm stepping into being more secure. And yeah, can we help each other? Can we help each other? Look at these cute little dumplings. Can we help each other? Because this idea, this notion that you're going to show up to a relationship as a completely healed version of yourself is unrealistic when we get into relationship it's with the hopes of growing with that person and you're going to grow into many different versions of self 
as you are in relationship with people. You're not gonna be one solitary version of self. You're gonna grow, you're gonna shift, you're gonna adapt in so many ways and so is your partner. My partner and I, we talk about it all the time. I like you and I love you. I like you and I love you. It's one thing to love somebody, but do you like the person you're with? That's another thing as well. And if this person likes you and loves you, or learning to love you, then you're gonna be a-okay. Don't sabotage yourself. Tell that voice in your head, Silencio Bruno! <laughs> Cause you're not that anymore. You're not that anymore. And uh, yeah, play the positive what if game instead of the negative what if game. When you catch yourself spiraling, breathe and really logically ask yourself, what is triggering this? What is triggering this and how can I be more self-sufficient? Because that's the thing too, is we want to be in relationship and we don't want to feel helpless. It's nice to be poured into by our partners, but they cannot be and they should not be your main source of pouring into. You should, by now, have some tools to help you pour into self, that help you feel like you. What are those activities? Engage in those activities and watch what happens. That's what I got for you. I hope you find that to be helpful. <laughs> Do me a favor, everybody. If you are in the space, hit that question button on the bottom of your screen. Double tap and like any questions that you're feeling pulled toward, that you're resonating with. And yeah, that would be great. Another question. Are you in a committed monogamous relationship? If so, please go there with the goods. If please, if not, please do. <laughs> I am in a committed monogamous relationship. Monogamy works for me. I love my partner very much. And yeah, going there, go there with the goods. I don't know what you mean by go there with the goods, but I'm currently making some goods double time with the dumplings i make dumplings at least once a week because i love dumplings i can never have enough dumplings <laughs> so going around the paper with a little bit of water and then i fold it and then i close it like a little mini empanada and like this and then i fold and this and this this dough these doughs are much better than the first one that i had and then you got a cute little dumpling, so cute. <laughs> Whenever something resonates, hit the dumpling button. I love that. And let me tell you, this monogamous relationship, it literally fell into my lap the moment I, I worked on myself and I felt really secure. I felt good, I felt ready. I was like, I have some tools. I feel good with myself and I was, vibing with me for two years two and a half years just like vibing with me not even going on a date not even talking to other people just like throwing myself into my work and like myself and of course i had friends that i talked to occasionally but i was committed to me for a solid two and a half years and then once i finally felt like ready and i didn't i like the type of relationship that i wanted was like is co-creative i like co-creative relationship co-creative partnership i didn't want i didn't want a relationship like before that came with conditions that came with i don't know it just came with all these needy sort of weird things i wanted to build something with someone and bam i manifested this baby we manifested each other and here we are 
I have a question. How do you keep plants that are supposedly full sun from burning? I'm not the plant guru, <laughs> but something that's helped over here in the house is my partner has put like a little tarp by the windows, like a little awning, and it's created a little bit of filtered light. So the plants near the window are still getting a lot of really good sunlight, but it's filtered. It's not direct sunlight. So I, f I found, I, I, we found so far that's been really helpful. So if it, by your window, wherever your plants are, if you can just get a little tarp and just make a little awning like out by it, I think that'll help diffuse the light a little bit so it's not getting like super, super crazy harsh lighting. Yeah. That explains the glow that you have. What are your skin? What's your skincare routine secrets? Y'all are going to hate me for this. Or are you going to love me for this? I don't have a skincare routine. I don't do anything to my face. <laughs> I find that when I do put stuff on my face or I do wash my face with any of these products that like, y'all are going so deep with your face, like toners and like moisturizers and under eye creams. I don't do, sh I don't do shit. I don't do anything to it. I maybe put some water on my face and I, I wash it with warm water if I'm in the shower. But I believe that your face and your chemistry and the oils that your face has, your body knows how to take care of itself. And every anytime I've added shit, anytime I've added some sort of cleanser or moisturizer or anything to my face, even though I love the way it all smells, I break out. <laughs> I break out. So, yeah, I do nothing. Yeah, anytime I talk about my so-called skincare routine, there's always, oh my God, I wish. But again, I don't really wear makeup. I don't wear makeup. I don't do, I don't add anything to my face. So I wouldn't be the best person to ask. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, there are things. Alrighty, let's move on to another question. Let's see what we're talking about here. How twin flame connection, a twin flame connection will mirror the work that you have to do. A twin flame connection will mirror where you're at. There's that. I also don't really prescribe to all of this woo terminology. Twin flame, soulmate. A relationship is whatever you want it to be. Twin flame, whenever I heard about twin flames, I was like, yo, I don't know about y'all, but twin flame sounds toxic. It's like twin flame is basically you're with the same person. You're with the same person. You ignite, you trigger each other in the same way. It's very transformative because it very much so mirrors you but lots of codependency in twin flame relationships, lots of just chaos in twin flame relationships. I'm like, I don't know. You can call it twin flame or you can, I call it every single one of my exes. <laughs> Toxic, not great, and just exactly what I needed at that time. It was chaotic, but I needed that chaos. I'm so grateful for like literally every single one of those twin flame exes that I've had like I was able to look at it and be like okay cool this is the work but that's like any relationship if you're not in any relationship and doing that if you're not in like any relationship and just going oh my god what am I learning from this what are you teaching me from this oh my god hi reflection hello mirror because that's what relationships do they literally hold up a, a mirror to your face and they go this is what you look like 
<laughs> and then we go, no, that's not what I look like. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> but relationships, that's why we look for them. Because boom, they go, hey, this is your work. This is the work you got to do. This is the shadow work. This is the, these are your insecurities. If you're not sitting with those triggers and looking at the triggers that the relationship is bringing out of you, out in you, then like, why are you in a relationship? <laughs> That's why we crave partnership so much is because we grow exponentially in partnership. We grow so much in partnership. We grow a lot on our own. But on our own is where we practice some of the tools, we gain some experience points on our own, and then we bring all these tools to relationships and then go, okay, how many of these tools are gonna hold up? How many of these tools are gonna hold up? But yeah, twin flame could be quite chaotic. Chaotic twin flames. But I feel like any relationship can be chaotic. You always get the relationship you're supposed to have, regardless of anything. You always get what you're supposed to have. More dumplings! Bam, ba, bam. How do you balance travel plus having a dog if you still have a puppy? Oh my gosh. Coming from someone who has four dogs, we have four pups now. We have two senior guys. We have, and two pups. They're younger guys. So travel can be a little difficult. Friends are really great. Friends who are willing to take care of your animal friends, amazing, we love it. You can ask them for your support, bring them back a souvenir or make them some dinner, take them out to dinner or something. Anything to express gratitude in return, there's that. Also, you can train your dog to be a service animal. So my dog, before I got into this relationship, I only had Dabin and she's a certified service animal. Why? Because why not? Service animals could be trained for like literally anything. And for me, I have a bout of anxiety every now and then, but I don't want to like pay an extra $150 to fly with her. And she's so good. She's such a good dog. So I got the service animal paperwork anyways. And the people were like, so what are you, what's your thing? And I was like, anxiety? They're like, perfect. Here is a letter. And here you go. Good to go. Look up unitedservicedogs.com. That's where I got her certification from. And from there, you will be guided. But yeah, she can maybe a service animal would be great. Or yeah, ask a friend. Ask a friend. Okay, next question. How to best balance out letting go of a relationship where you've helped them a lot and it's also just not aligned for my healing or our highest and best good? How to release and set intentions for what you wish to call in. Oh my God, this is gonna change your, change your life. This is how you release a relationship and you set intentions for what you want to invite in. Step one, you release relationship. Step two, you set intentions for what you want to invite in. Done. <laughs> I think part of it is just showing up and doing the work. Not like when I set the intentions for my current partner, it happened on Instagram Live. And I didn't approach it from a place of, oh, I wish I had this, or I wish my next partner was this, and I wish he was like this, and oh my God, it didn't come from a place of insecurity or lack or doubt. I set the intention from a place of excitement. When you daydream about an ideal partnership, what qualities this person has, 
it should excite you. You should create. It should create an an emotional response. It can create an emotional response. And as you daydream and you set the intention, like I want them to be like this. I want them to want to go on adventures. I want to build something with somebody. Oh my God, the idea of building something with someone is so exciting. Like I want there there to be physical intimacy, and I want there to be transparency in the relationship. Oh my God, I really love transparency. I really love it when we can communicate from a place of ease. I really love it when we have our own things and we're doing our own things as well and we come together and it's so amazing. I want this relationship to feel loving and giving and so reciprocal. I really would love a relationship where I'm being poured into just as much as I'm pouring into them. And you see all the emotional response that I'm getting from just like sitting and setting my intention. Like not once am I going, oh, but that would be nice. Not once am I going, am I like crowding this intention with like doubt or anything. I'm just like setting the intention to just set the intention because it's fun to daydream. So I would encourage you to try that. If creating the emotion is difficult for you, then play with the emotion. Just play, make pretend. As children, we were so good at playing make pretend, at playing make believe. As children, we were so good. We're so good at playing make believe. We would make pretend we're dogs or like mommy or daddies or we'd play pretend so great. We'd be pirates, all of that. No questions asked. And if somebody were to ask you, oh, what are you? You'd be like, I'm a pirate. And you're committed. Commit to the emotion, commit to playing with it like really just play and go for it the universe god source creator whatever you want to call it literally can't tell the difference can't tell the difference like just play make yourself laugh make yourself experience joy like oh my god i'm having such a great time smile be like ah yeah ah, ah, so fun this is so fun yeah bounce up and down and dance do the test slide whatever as long as you are near the emotion the emotional response that you're wanting to invite in great you're manifesting you're you set the intention like the universe is not going like it needs to look exactly like this or this is it no the universe literally just wants to see that you're adjacent to the emotion that you're wanting to experience with this person that you're wanting to invite in when you are adjacent to that emotion when you're near that emotion then boom opportunity the door opens it'll present itself in whatever way it's supposed to step one is ask for what you want step two is get out of the way and trust that the universe got it step three is just practice having a good time and enjoying yourself step four is getting really good at that and just like enjoying having a good time and trusting that all the things are gonna come all the things are gonna come because they're always gonna come they're always coming through the universe is working for it and then step five you ask again, you may fall off. You may fall off the vibration and it's like, oh, I'll ask again. That thing that I'm asking for excites me. I then go, universe, I trust that you got it. Step three, I enjoy, I practice gratitude, I have fun, da-da. Step four, you get really good at it. Oh, you fall off again. Oh, great, I'll ask again. Boom, over and over and over. Reinforcement is your best friend. And uh, yeah, you have to really want it. You have to really want it too. A lot of people want it. And they go, oh, I just want it. And wanting it should be enough. I want it and that should be enough. They want it, but they don't want to do the work. They don't want to align. 
They don't want to align to to that emotion. They can't, they want the thing, but they won't take the 15 minutes to get really good at practicing that energy, practicing that alignment. That's all it takes. 15 minutes, 15 minutes, you feel bad? Slow it down. You're feeling awful, slow it down. 15 minutes, follow your breath, daydream, imagine, let your mind go, get close, get adjacent to that emotion that you're wanting to experience, whether that's joy, peace, love, happiness, whatever. Just like literally close your eyes, imagine. If you can't imagine, then you know, just feel like y'all know what happiness feels like, what happiness feels, what joy feels, what tranquility feels like, what these emotions feel like. And you can take yourself on an emotional daydream, dumpling. You can take yourself on an emotional daydream and bam, now you're sending out that rocket of desire like Abraham Hicks talks about. And bam, you manifest it. It's very real. It's not, it's really not rocket science. You just gotta want it bad enough or good enough. <laughs> All right? I hope that helps. Onward we go. More questions. How do you navigate a Mercury retrograde? We have one coming up and I really don't want it to F me up. How do I navigate a Mercury retrograde? First and foremost, you're not at the beck and, you're not at the beck and call of any of these planetary shifts. All that these planetary shifts give us are moments of pause to reflect to just like really ask yourself questions. Think of Mercury retrograde as a journal prompt and you embody the journal prompt. Retrograde, all that it means is slow down. Give yourself permission to slow down. Give yourself permission to review it and get and take your time with communication. Like really take your time, make sure that you're talking and expressing yourself clearly. Take your time. There's no rush. With retrograde, is there's, there's a slowdown. And when things slow down in a society that's so used to go produce, are you producing, are you producing, are you producing? People are gonna respond to that. People are gonna get activated. People are gonna get reactive. So the whole point of Mercury retrograde is not to react is to rest, pause, just practice pause. That's all you gotta do. Now, if you're putting out this energy of Mercury retrograde, ah, Venus is in retrograde too. Ah, that explains it. Oh, everything's in retrograde. And oh, that's why I'm in a shitty mood is because of retrograde. Or that's why I'm in a bad mood. Oh, it's retrograde. And now retrograde just becomes an excuse for all of your shitty behavior. Then I don't know if you're doing astrology right. Retrograde is not a excuse. It's not a placeholder. It's not, it doesn't explain everything that's happening. Every, everything that's happening is in the forefront. Like you may be seeing it a bit more, but yeah. What am I doing by hand? I'm making dumplings. Making dumplings. But yeah, just welcome that, that slowdown. And how great. What a great excuse to slow down, rest, recharge, and really ask yourself, okay, what's in alignment with me? What's in alignment? Is everything that I'm doing right now, is it in alignment? If it's in alignment, then great. If it's not, then review and see what works for you. See what doesn't work for you. There's no right or wrong way to do it. The wrong way to do it is just, as I said, 
Oh my god, fuck retrograde. When is retrograde gonna be over? It could be challenging, but challenges can occur with or without retrograde. But yeah, every once in a while it's nice to have something to ha- blame something on though. <laughs> I gotta admit, every once in a while it's uh, retrograde. It's nice to have that. Question was just asked here, can we use retrograde to work on ourselves? That's exactly what retrograde is for. But don't wait till retrograde to work on yourself. <laughs> That's my per- like point of view on it as well. I have a problem with like dogmatic astrology. I just have a huge problem with it because everything is so perfect. Everything is so perfect. Everything that happens is so perfect for us. You don't need some cataclysmic astrological event to explain it. Most of what astrology is motivating us toward is acceptance, acceptance of it all, acceptance of the good, acceptance of the bad, and also utilizing both energies to align yourself with whatever it is you desire. But sorry guys, I got doggies barking. But yeah, don't wait for a retrograde to work on yourself. Like, work on yourself year-round. And don't wait for that. But yeah, the dogmatic astrology. Like, it's the end of the world. Seven planets are retrograding. Oh my god. It's like, girl, shit has been popping off since the dawn of existence. There's nothing crazier today that wasn't crazy decades ago. Hell, centuries ago. Y'all remember the medieval times? People were just getting tortured and shit back in those days. There was, there's always been shit popping off. Always been shit popping off. What we assign meaning to can be so powerful. What we, what we assign meaning to can be so powerful. If you find that assigning meaning to a retrograde helps you, If you're the type of person that's just, you see a retrograde and, oh, it's an opportunity, and it happens like three to four times a year, Mercury retrogrades three to four times a year, and you're the type of person that really resonates, it really just does something to you, and you just go, okay, cool, this is the moment to pause, to reflect, recharge, rewire, release, dot. Then awesome, fuck yeah, go for it. If that meaning is something that rides with you, then awesome, go for it. But trust and believe, If you're equally the person who goes, retrograde doesn't really affect me like that. Retrograde doesn't really affect me like that. I feel good during a retrograde season. I love retrograde season. Retrograde, amazing. Retrograde is actually my best friend. Then guess what? Retrograde is going to be your best friend. Now, if you're the type of person who goes, ugh, retrograde, am I right? Ugh, my God, the worst. Ugh. Guess what? Retrograde is going to be the worst for you. (laughs) Your words are spells. Your energy is a spell. What you put out, you get. What you put out, you get. So trust and believe you can conquer it all. You can handle it all. You can handle it all. Every single planet could be in retrograde. And you can still be like, great. Having an amazing time. Literally every planet could be retrograde. You could be like, fuck you, and like still enjoy it i think ultimately all that retrograde really forces us to do in general is just to slow down to reflect to pause and we can all use a little bit of that always always whether it's a retrograde 
whether you do it on New Year's, whether you do it every Christmas, whether you do it on Thanksgiving, whether every year on your birthday you do that. You pause and you reflect and you ask yourself questions like, great, awesome. Those are my thoughts on retrograde. (laughs) It's what you assign power to, yeah, baby. Meaning, how we assign meaning to things, it's a powerful tool. Yeah, I hope that answers your question. (laughs) We went on a retrograde uh, rampage right now. (laughs) Really good question here. How do I reparent myself and connect with my inner child? Any advice? Oh my God, so simple. So simple. I'm going to change your life right now. Have fun. Have fun. Reparenting can be fun. Be the leader you wish you had. Be the parent you wish you had. If you had a dream mama, a dream papa, dream grandpa, dream uncle, auntie, dream caregiver, whatever. Like, how would you parent them? Like, how would they parent you? Be that. Going back and talking about make playing pretend. Play pretend as that caregiver and commit to it. How would you talk to your little you? Would you call it? Would you call little you, sweetie, honey? Are words of affirmation something that really motivate you? Start talking to you like that, sweetie, honey, baby. I got you, bukitikins, whatever. Are you a physical intimacy person? Knowing your love language will be really helpful in this realm. Are you physically intimate? Start hugging on yourself, loving up on yourself, massaging yourself taking care of yourself in that sort of way. Are you an access service type of person? Great, start doing access service for yourself. Really start mirroring that love language into your everyday activities. Also, have fun, let your inner weird out. Let your inner weird out, like dance, go. What are those things that really excited you when you were little? Like for me, one of them, one of them is playing video games. Hey guys, hey, Dabin. Like for me, it's playing video games. I love playing video games. So whenever I play video games, it's inner child activation mode. I'm just like, yeah, I fucking love it. I love it. But everybody is different. It varies from person to person. Splash in a puddle, sing, dance, whatever. Just let yourself go there. Give yourself permission to go there. And trust and believe nobody cares but you. Nobody cares but you. You're the only one who's taking it super seriously. And if you're taking it super seriously, then what would a fun parent look like? How would a fun parent act? Do you like ice cream? Take yourself out on ice cream dates. All those fun things. I provided, I gave you a lot of support in that realm. And yeah, I think that'll be, I think that's good. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm happy to help. Always happy to help. All right, we got another question here. Do you think microdosing helps with ADHD symptoms? Yes, they do. (laughs) They absolutely do. I honestly think I reversed my ADHD with mushies. I honestly think I did. There's lots of research out there, lots of developments even out there with schizophrenia, like psilocybin, mushrooms, all these psychedelics and whatnot, they're such powerful tools in so many ways. And there's still so much we don't know. But yeah, dumplings are great. But of course, do your research, look it up, 
I definitely feel way more alert because of my experiences with microdosing, but it works for me and it doesn't work for everybody. I tried SSRIs, I tried Adderall, I tried those things, but I didn't feel like myself with any of the pharmaceuticals. And when I experienced microdosing, I was like, I felt the most like myself. I was like, oh shit, this is who I am. And also it little by little, I was able to absolve this notion that ADHD is a disorder. It's not a disorder. It's just a different way of seeing the world. You see the world, you perceive the world, you perceive time differently and that's okay. That's not a problem. Work with it. ADHD, autism, anybody on the spectrum, it's a fucking superpower, honestly. It's a superpower. You gotta work with it. You operate a little differently, sure. But at least with like mushrooms and stuff, I was able to think more sharper, sharply, sharper? I don't think, I don't know if I sound very sharp right now. <laughs> but yeah, I was able to, I feel like I can focus more. It felt maybe like Adderall, but like cleaner. Definitely cleaner, no crash, no hangover, none of that. Hi Phoenix. Somebody says, here I've been microdosing on mushrooms and it's been helping me to smooth over residual places where I felt stuck. Yeah, executive function and take action. Absolutely, that's a big thing. It, it, it's given me, it has given me that impulse to take action. In those moments where executive function, the worst part of executive function is the paralysis. Responsibilities just add on and it eventually just paralyzes you and you're stuck, you're stuck. And then mushrooms help you get unstuck. But I will say this, don't rely on them for that. Don't rely on them. Don't, don't get stuck and then, okay, mushrooms, I'm unstuck again. Oh, then I'm stuck again. Mushrooms, oh, I'm unstuck again. That is not cool, friend. Like the whole purpose of this stuff is to help you understand that it is well within your power with or without the mushrooms to take action, to take care of yourself, to love up on yourself, to love others, to be more gra grateful, to take more action, more intentional action, to be more inspired, to just, yeah, it's a tool. It's not a, yeah, it's a tool. It's not a, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, a crutch. There it is. It's a tool, not a crutch. Those are my thoughts on that. Hope you find it helpful. Doobie-doo. Finally, somebody asked me what's in my dumplings. <laughs> After making them for so long, finally I've been asked. <laughs> my dumpling recipe is as follows. They're pork dumplings for the most part. So I do pork. I also saute some mushrooms as well. There are green onions in here. There's ginger. There's cabbage. I also add ponzu sauce, ponzu sauce, soy sauce. Oh, this guy's not gonna work. Ponzu sauce, soy sauce, garlic, and I'm trying to think what else. That sesame oil and ginger. Lots of things. But the secret ingredient is love. <laughs> the secret ingredient is love. I'm about to fuck up these dumplings later. As soon as we get off this, <laughs> fuck up some dumpling for sure. I do make a vegetarian dumpling with mushrooms, which is so yummy. 
but for the most part, pork dumplings, you get some ground pork and you're good to go. Ground pork is great. Amazing. <laughs> SpongeBob, yep. <laughs> and love. Ah. But so far, I have three, three, tr three trays. I'm gonna fill up this top tray now, full of dumplings. I've made a lot. Ay, coño. Just hurt myself a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Alrighty, on to more dumplings. And questions. If you haven't done so already, just do me a favor, go into the question function button thing and double tap and like any questions that you're resonating with or ask one yourself. All right, another lovely question. How do I hear myself clearly to know that my current relationship needs to end or if I should stay? I feel like I don't hear myself clearly. Ah, oh, what a great question. If you don't hear yourself clearly, are you creating space to listen? How do you create space to listen? Are you pausing? Are you meditating? Are you following your breath? Are you journaling? How do you listen? Because if you're not thinking clearly, if you're not hearing yourself clearly, what are you listening to? It's very important. Also, very much so what my friend says here, if it's a question, if you're questioning it, do you feel happy? Do you feel excited? Do you feel aligned? If the answers to all of this is no, then great. You're off to a good start. The next step would be to have a conversation with your partner and let them know what you're experiencing as well. Don't make a decision and not include them. All right? Don't make a decision and not include them. This conversation also involves them. Have you had that conversation with them openly, lovingly, understandingly, like you've been in a relationship with this person for a reason? So there's love there. Love started it all. Okay, so there's that as well. So how are you creating space to listen after you've done that? and you've been able to whittle down what the quote unquote problems in the relationship are, then you can have that, then I would encourage you to have that conversation with your partner. And then it's up to both of you to either come up with a solution, a creative solution together. If a, a solution is something that you crave and you're desiring, great. Or after the conversation, you both come to the conclusion like, I don't know if I can give that to you. I don't think you can give that to me, dot, X, so, so forth, so on then great. Then you can focus on transitioning from the relationship healthy, in a healthy way. It's really cool when we leave our partners exactly the same way we found them, as unbroken as possible. You owe that to that person at least. You've made a commitment to them. Your heart made a commitment to them as well. So you at least bare minimum owe it to them to at least leave them the same way you found them. For y'all to leave each other the same way you found. Have a breakup party. It's like, with the, I read that in a book somewhere with the couple and they were like, they had a party for their breakup. They had a party for their breakup and they invited all of their mutual friends. They invited all their mutual friends to get together because they knew it was gonna be awkward. And they like celebrated. They celebrated their relationship together. They celebrated their growth. They celebrated how far they came, dot. And I was just like, wow, if I were ever to break up with somebody, that sounds like a great idea. But again, 
You never know when you're in it. <laughs> you never know once you're in it. <laughs> when you're in it, you're in it. But yeah, lots of ending conversations happening today with partnerships and stuff. But yeah, I hope you find that to be helpful. That would be my suggestion to you. Meditate more, journal more, and also remove you, remove blame, remove the blame, remove the it's your fault, remove the pointing of fingers, just very neutral, be very neutral in this conversation and just weigh out the pros and cons, weigh out where you're at, and then go from there. Really great questions today, everybody. All right, onward we go. I've been dreaming in third person my whole life. I thought that everyone did until recently. Do you have any perspective on what that could mean? Okay, so, sorry friends, you will hear barking dogs. <laughs> so by dreaming in third person, I believe you're talking about observing, right? Being on the outside and you can see yourself. Because if you're doing that, there's actually, if you look up to Tibetan dream yoga and you talk about this, they're called, they're called observing dreams. My sister's in the house. Hi, sister. I've been thinking of you and I love you so much. Yeah. So these are called observing dreams. I would Google observing dreams and also Tibetan dream yoga. It alludes to the possibility that you're not fully living in your body. You're not fully living in your body. You're not fully living in you, even in your present day moments. It could allude to as well that you're the type of person who is mostly observing you, but also just not living in you, which is not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with you if, you're, if you dream in this way. Also, if you look up philosophies by Louise Hayes, there is a notion that is thrown out there for people who experience this as well, that perhaps you're a walk-in, a walk-in, meaning your spirit, you walked into your body. You didn't really choose this, you just walked into it. This happens to a lot of people who experience crazy traumas in their early youth crazy traumas in their early youth so much so that version of self that they were once upon a time that version of self that they were once upon a time is no longer present they had to leave and because of that a walk-in came into place so it's quite possible that you're a walk-in like your soul there was another soul that occupied your body and another soul you your soul right now is occupying this body. Um, so there's that as well. But again, I don't know shit. <laughs> These are all things to help one oneself feel comfortable in their experience. If that philosophy is jiving with you, if resonating with you, then awesome, run with it. Take it and run. If it's not, then don't take it. Take what works for you. This human beautiful soul says, I do feel my life has always been more of a move and sometimes I didn't believe it's real and I tend to imagine my life separate from my body mind yeah I've always considered walk-ins yeah there you go it could be walk-in you could be a walk-in <laughs> and that is amazing it comes with its own 
like wonderful things to learn and grow from. And absolutely, you see a lot of this happen happening with trauma, like really crazy traumas, especially in the early, early, early years. The soul like literally can't take it so much so that they have to leave. So if you're the type of person that maybe there's a, a time in your childhood that is completely blacked out that you can see and after because of that it's manifested as you not really feeling fully comfortable in your now experience and whatnot it's quite possible you're a walk-in something another soul had to take step in to do the work it's also a protection yeah i have no memories from childhood trauma to be unlocked for sure yeah so that's what happens with these walk-in situations is that a soul literally to protect the child to protect the spirit of the child the walk-in comes in to protect because it's so intense and children are sacred children are sacred super super sacred so yeah there's that definitely read into it louise hayes really great stuff life is fantastic there's so much that we don't know too <laughs> All right, do you believe in geographic alignment? Aligning with the city, not meaning, not being meant to be somewhere. Absolutely, absolutely. The heart sings in certain environments. The, the heart sings in certain places. The heart, and you know this, there, there have been clues. For me, mountains. Mountains make me so happy. Every time I've been seen mountains, I've been so happy and I felt so aligned. Palm trees make me so happy. So for me, if I'm in those places that have palm trees and mountains, I know that I'm gonna feel super, super happy. Don't take me to a flat place. Don't take me to a flat place. I will not be the happiest. So yeah, your soul thrives in certain areas and you know this if you're the type of person that you, every time the pacific northwest and you see the misty mists of the pacific northwest and the green greens the evergreens and the sequoias and all that and every time that you go oh i've always wanted to see that i've always wanted to be there i've always wanted to go there go there your soul is calling you for a reason part of that for me was going to puerto rico when i went back home to puerto, puerto rico like always wanted to live there always wanted to be by the ocean always wanted to live in something like that and i did and i and i it did so much i grew so much i learned so much about myself because i did it because i took that leap so your soul has these cravings for a reason and it's because it wants to feel at home it wants to feel at home so listen to those things and it, do your best to either relocate to those places and go from there certain people they look at new york city and they go i've always wanted to live in new york city there's something about the people something about the environment new york city is where i'm meant to be and they go out and they live in new york city and it's great and then they move again <laughs> you're not meant to be in one place you can change your mind as many times as you want the whole world you're a citizen of the world baby so go where your soul is calling you and then you'll feel like you'll feel it out and you'll know when it's time to leave or to stay as long as you want up to you hi i love you too 
so yeah i hope that answers your question there's also like an astrological thing called cartography i think it's called cartography i don't know enough about it but yeah there's like all these meridian lines and like your astrology can help you align with where you want to live in the world i think it's cool i think it's fun and fun to believe in but i don't know enough about it water break so good uh, oh hiccup <laughs> Alrighty. on where we go we got dumplings to make how did you get started with your business how do you out yourself out there so authentically like you do <laughs> really great questions today the way i got started with my business is i literally had no more excuses I got laid off from my job in 2020 managing restaurants. I it was the first time in my life where I had the time. I was unemployed and the idea of going back to that type of work was so cringy to me. I was like I have to figure it out. I have to do something. I have to do something. There has to be a way to utilize my tools my innate gifts my innate whatever my my tools everything that i have there has to be a way to utilize all of it and create something from it so i threw myself into creativity creating artwork creating t-shirts i made t-shirts for a minute i made artwork still make artwork i started reading tarot for free on instagram live because it was something that I already did. And I just got creative with the way that I put myself out there in the world. And the thing is, how did I put myself out there so authentically? It took practice. It didn't happen overnight. If you go back and you look back at some of my first videos that I ever made like years ago, I've been trying to do this for years. They're cringe. They're cringy. They're not perfect. There's a lot of ums. There's a lot of likes. There's a lot of this and that. And I look at myself and I'm like, oh, I don't really, it doesn't feel authentic. I feel like I'm phoning it in and I feel like I'm forcing a bit. And I was, I was forcing, I was trying. I, but I gave myself that permission to play with the idea of what would the most confident version of me sound what would the most confident version of me what would the most authentic version of me sound like how would they carry themselves what do they believe in what are their values what do they stand for what excites them what ignites them how do they influence and i started playing around with that idea and over time it eventually got better and better and better and better and better and better it was me showing up consistently i posted a video every single day every single day i showed up and i posted at least one video some were really shit some were really good and like boom it eventually took takes off consistency is a huge part just show up every day and talk to a camera if you want you know just sit in front of the camera talk to it these cameras are tools it's shadow work it's mirror work. You put a mirror in front of your face. It's like, talk to yourself now. And you go, I don't know. I don't, but my hair looks weird. Or I didn't like the way I said that. Or this shirt doesn't look good on me. Or it shows you all of your icks. You are so naked. You are so vulnerable. 
in front of a camera. It's so weird. It's very weird. It's a weird thing. Talk about how weird it is. And eventually you will find your pocket. You will find your voice. Trust and believe. But give yourself that permission to explore. My mama's in the house. Hi, mama. I love you. I'm making dumplings. Give yourself that permission to explore. Give yourself that permission to just... I don't know see what happens talk talk about what and you don't have to and not everything has to be the viral video like really get over oh this video has to be viral this video has to be the one or get over that are you doing this for you are you doing this for you or are you doing this what is your intention why are you creating this content why because social media is a huge part of it like social media is a huge part of businesses nowadays so like why are you doing it in the beginning why are you doing it in the first place get over the virale ultimately everybody's really wanting to be seen and be, be visible but really work on making yourself feel seen do you see you are you visible are you heard for yourself and then as far as your business goes that's the fun part I do so much. I'm so many things. <laughs> I'm not one singular thing. And I made sure of that. I wanted a business that was diverse. Yes, go live right now. I wanted a business that was diverse. I wanted a business that, you know, I, I can go, I can do whatever I want. I do tarot. I do life coaching. I create artwork. I create t-shirts. I, I do so much. Pretty soon, I guess I'm gonna be selling dumplings. Like anything goes. Don't limit yourself to one thing, you know? Also on top of that, what helped me with my business is like understanding my intention, understanding my why is to help people. Nothing is about me. Yeah, I'm the face. Yeah, I'm talking to myself and talking to y'all in the room right now, but everything is focused on uplifting others. <laughs> Sell the dumpling. Everything is focused on uplifting others and helping you grow and in that like you can't go wrong so believe in yourself it's much better to work for you trust and believe it's much better to work for you than to work for anybody else cute it's the best gift you can give yourself and this has been years in the making now i'm fully just working for me now i'm just fully working for me but i had side hustles I had side hustles for a couple years that they brought me in some coin here and there. They were remote, thankfully, so I can still focus on doing what I wanted to do as well as the side hustle jobs. But I remember the day when I let go of every single one of them. I remember my very last day side hustling and I had no side. I was like, I guess I'm just gonna be my own boss now. And I did. And then that's when the fun part really began because it was just like the universe was like, do you trust me? Do you trust me? But what she really meant was, do you trust you? That was the best thing. Best day to go, I'm my own boss now. I, it's all on me. It's me. Cuties. But yeah. So as far as getting started with your business, give yourself permission to be cringe. Give yourself permission to be insecure and not really be perfect at it and also share that oh my god please share it we need more of that we need more videos of people in their process 
more people like figuring it out and trust and believe there is always going to be someone out there always someone out there to want celebrate you there are more people out there who are wanting to celebrate you that are wanting than those that are wanting to break you down there are more people out there who are just gonna love you regardless of what you put out into the world because they know you love it they're not looking at how perfect it is if anything you not sh showing up as imperfect gives them permission to go out and explore it and be imperfect in themselves and da 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 so don't take yourself so seriously my mama says you always had it in yourself since young yeah and as far as my tarot goes yes i'm completely self-taught but i will say that i come from a family of brujas and brujos so it's definitely in my dna um it's definitely in there it's always been told to me since i was younger you should read cards you should read cards you should read cards but yeah and then i eventually did you don't gotta wait for somebody to buy you your first deck you can buy it yourself if you've been wanting to pick up tarot reading then fuck yeah do it don't wait to be gifted a tarot deck because that's ridiculous go for what yeah what sparks you ache that's right mama you already know ache true ten true but yeah i hope that helps you as far as your business and getting it all started and good luck i've noticed that around some friends i feel like so much of me comes out and it feels authentic and other folks i really struggle even if they're nice and welcoming how do you stay centered in yourself and be yourself regardless of the company okay this is gonna help you so much and it helped me so much it really helped me so much you are many selves you are many selves you are even you're even the self that is inauthentic you're even the self that is inauthentic you're, you like sometimes it's just not the vibe sometimes it just feels better to be around certain people than it does to be around others but it doesn't make you inauthentic you just don't really vibe with those peoples you just don't really vibe with that that group and that's okay some people you're not gonna want to be so open and so yeah 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 and that's totally fine some spaces there are louder voices louder energies and the worst thing that you can do in that scenario is go i'm gonna be even louder so that i could be more authentic no let them be the loudest voice in the room and you keep your peace of mind you don't have to give more to the situation you don't have to give more of yourself sometimes you can be quiet as fuck in a room and in other rooms you're a chatty kathy you're just like blah, blah 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 oh my god yeah and those conversations are really exciting and they're really fueling and they're really amazing but it shouldn't stop you from at least practicing gratitude and just being like it doesn't go that it doesn't mean that you go and judge those people that you're not like maybe not as chatty around or maybe not vibing with in that way it doesn't mean that you judge them doesn't mean that you criticize them or whatnot that's okay they're totally in their right to be vibing in whatever way they're vibing you can still appreciate the moment you can still like you can create connections if it's something that you want or you can just like also see your way out <laughs> some you can see your way out as well yeah you don't have to give all of you to everyone you don't have to you don't have to you can keep some of you in certain social settings you can keep certain parts of you to yourself and that's okay it doesn't make you fake it doesn't make you inauthentic and that's okay don't don't complicate it 
Don't complicate it. Don't complicate it. Don't complicate it. And if you're really not vibing, if you really don't love being there, then see yourself out. You're not obliged to be anywhere. If you're like, actually, I'd rather be by myself. Then awesome. Go off and be by yourself. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you. It's totally natural for you to be so many people. We play so many roles in so many people's lives. Okay? And there's nothing wrong with you. You're not psychotic. No. We're not. It's okay if you're not one person all the time. You are all those people. You are all those characters. And that's what makes you beautiful. That's what makes you multi-dimensional, baby. You're multi-dimensional. And that's a gift. If you were one thing all the time, that would be unrealistic. Unrealistic. Multiple selves. Dumplings! Just like these dumplings. These dumplings, they're not all exactly the same. There's some that are different. There's some that are more lopsided. Some have more in them than others. Some... Yeah, they're different shapes, different sizes, but they're all delicious and they're all dumplings. Just like you, you're all delicious and you're all dumpling. <laughs> oh, I pan fry. Definitely pan, pan fry. Yeah, I like my, I like a little crunch to my dumpling. A little crunchy crunch, a little bunch crunch. <laughs> pan fried all the way. You're talking to a Puerto Rican here. Puerto Ricanio all the way. If it's not fried, I'm not eating it. It has to be. It better be fried. If you better not come with me, you better not come to me with a boiled dumpling. <laughs> you better not come to me with a boiled dumpling. Like empanadas are staple in our diet. And if you come to me with a baked empanada, we're not talking. We're not friends. You better not bake your empanadas. I know different cultures bake empanadas, but it's not the same as a fried one. It's not the same as a fried one. I don't care what you tell me. A baked empanada is not the same as a fried one. That's not an empanada to me. <laughs> and as far as how do I get the music on my live, my own music on my live, I have it connected to my computer. I have an audio interface connected to my computer, which is connected. And I have a cable that connects to my phone. And because of that, you're hearing my music from my computer and it sounds super clear and super lovely and all the beautiful things but google it youtube it it is possible yeah i have the cable that connects to my computer it's something called an irig if you look up an irig look up irig on youtube and you will be taken care of yeah torta sure uh, uh, apparently a Baked empanadas a torta. It's not an empanada. See, still not an empanada. So I'm on the right track with that. <laughs> Another really great question here. Uh, do you have any recommendations on books to learn about ascended masters? I've been seeing so many signs from them, but it's an area I'm not really familiar with. When you say ascended masters, are you just talking about really dope books by really smart people? Or is ascended master because I know some books by some really good people who like are definitely invested in Ascension. So there's Be Here Now by Ram Das, which is really great by Baba Ram Das. We love him. 
There's also The Power of Now, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, really amazing. There's also The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, so great. And there's also The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, really amazing too. I'm really ashamed that I don't know female women. <laughs> Thank you for the ladies' suggestions. There's something here called Crystal 333 by Alana Fairchild as well. But yeah. But yeah, those are some really good books. I don't I guess Ascendant Masters is a specific thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> If you're talking about the repeating numbers and stuff like that, I love angel numbers, but yeah. Don't know any books. Ascended Masters are people like Jesus, Buddha, Confucius, and Quan Yin. What about The Tao by Lao Tzu? The Tao is great. I love The Tao by Lao Tzu. T-A-O. Really great practical wisdom. Definitely recommend The Tao. Another great question here. I would really like to try microdosing, but I feel a little nervous, but, want to, but I wanted to try to find me. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Absolutely. You want that, that, that experience to be aligned and you want it to find you. Yeah, totally understand. I felt the same way about DMT, dimethyltryptamine, which is known as the God molecule. And I was like, I'm going to wait for DMT to find me. And guess what? It never found me. So I found it <laughs> and I made it happen. And I felt very nervous about DMT. I felt very nervous about DMT, but I eventually explored it myself because I got tired of waiting. Ultimately, you know when it's time. You'll know when it's time. You'll know when you feel right, when it feels right. If you're still feeling a little nervous, then great. That's a totally wonderful place to be. If you're still like, I'm nervous, but ah, I want, I think I'm ready, but I'm still nervous. Do some research. Throw yourself in some research, read some books, read some articles. Double Blind Magazine is a really great resource. I really highly recommend Double Blind Magazine. Also, there's a company known as Microdosify. They're linked in my bio. Take a look at Microdosify, really great stuff. They also offer support. If you're looking for support, in crisis support or even just somebody to answer questions. There's a beautiful volunteer-based nonprofit or organization called the Fireside Project as well. Really wonderful folks over there, really valuable resources. Highly recommend y'all looking into Fireside Project, volunteer-based, great stuff. So those are some tools, some resources. Your nervousness, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. I was nervous my first time, but I felt like I had done enough research to be ready for it. And also microdosing is just not enough for you to completely lose your shit. It's usually in the higher doses with the stuff that shit hits the fan or can hit the fan, but most of the time it doesn't. <laughs> It's a possibility. There's always caution, of course but you're always gonna be okay and you always come back and you always, there's that. I will offer that as well. Not to peer pressure you, do your research, always. <laughs> 
Of course, Joshi comes in. He's like, were we talking about drugs? <laughs> uh, fantastic. All right. D, I'm feeling written unlike my usual powerful self. I can use some guidance. Oh, you're feeling stuck? How exciting. How exciting. How exciting to be stuck. How exciting to be in the, the figuring it out phase. How excited to explore. While you are so-called stuck, you gotta create momentum still. You still gotta guide yourself in some way, shape, or form. Still gotta guide yourself. You get you still gotta okay, what are some things that I enjoy? And start practicing those things that you enjoy. Throwing yourself into creativity, throwing yourself into new experiences that could then spark and inspire you and all of that fun stuff. And also just giving yourself space and compassion to figure it out. You will get unstuck. You always do. And it may, it may be, it may happen in like the perfect conversation with the right person, some random stranger who talks to you and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, it all makes sense. But there's nothing wrong with you. And there's no rush to get unstuck. You are not powerless by any means. You are not powerless by any means. You're just in a lower vibe. You're just vibrating maybe a little bit lower, but like low vibration is not a bad thing. Low vibration is not a bad word. Just because you're vibrating low, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad word. There's nothing wrong with you. That's how we replenish. That's where we review and restore. That's how we restore our energies. Give yourself the freedom to explore, to see what's up, write, journal, really have that conversation with yourself and see what happens. There's no rush. There's no rush. You're going to do this many more times in your life. You're going to feel stuck many more times in your life. And what's true, tried and true, time and time again, guarantee you will get unstuck. <laughs> you always do. You always find your way. The only way out is through. The only way out is through. So let yourself go through it. Let yourself go through it. Alrighty, friends. One more question. Yeah. Stuck is not a bad thing. It's an opportunity for growth. Alright. How do I decipher between using substances for escapism or for enhancing? Like truly knowing and being honest about it with ourselves. Here's the thing. If you're escaping and if you're enhancing. If you're... If the thought of not... If the thought of not engaging with substances really makes you anxious or upset, this goes out to like cannabis users or drinkers or anything like that. If you're that type of person goes, but I'm not an alcoholic, but I'm not addicted, but I'm totally fine. If you're one of those people, then you got a problem. You're probably escaping. You're probably escaping you are utilizing it as a tool escapism has no intention there's no intention You're, there's no why escapism is totally subconscious it's just like, boom 
I'm feeling depressed, I smoke a little bit. I'm feeling angry, I smoke a little bit. I'm feeling bored, I smoke a little bit. I don't wanna be here right now, I smoke a little bit. So if you're doing it to get out, if you're utilizing a substance to get out of your experiences versus going in, there's a difference between I'm depressed, I'm a smoke, but I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna ask questions or I'm feeling a little anxious right now. I wanna sit with myself a little bit more. I'm gonna have a glass of wine. I'm feeling anxious, I'm gonna have a glass of wine, but I'm gonna sit with myself. I'm gonna ask myself these questions and I'm gonna utilize this glass of wine to just create a little bit of space so that this conversation could happen and, and my heart rate is just a little bit more depressed and a little bit lower so that I can actually face this in a way that is not so anxiously ridden. Now, a big component in all of this stuff is sure, you may feel anxious, you may feel depressed, you may feel all these things and you smoke a J or something like that. But are you integrating the lessons? Very much like psychedelic medicine, there is no difference. You gotta integrate. You gotta actually apply all of the insights that these substances give you. How are you embodying them? How are you embodying, embodying their wisdom? All of these substances have their own voice, their own spirit, their own thing. They teach us all their own things. So how are you applying those lessons? That's also very important as well. Does that make sense? Someone here says, I don't microdose every day. I microdose on days that I feel like I need support and I carry on with my day. There's no escapism. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't either. I used to microdose four days on, three days off. Now it's every once in a while. Every once in a while, I'll microdose. Whenever I feel like I can probably, I'm, I can probably use a little bump, but a little mushroom bump, but <laughs> like, it's like literally just to go within, just to go within, see what's up, see what's happening. It's not about escaping at all. So yeah, some comments here makes a lot of sense. I've always struggled with mindset, especially as an, an ND person with weed. Yeah absolutely yeah intuitively microdose you know it you feel it you feel it you feel when it's time you feel when it when when it's time you feel like when it's ready if you've been just using it haphazardly just because then you're escaping you're escaping you're escaping but you know when it's time you know when it's too much make sense oh my god everybody last dumpling to make yeah last one make it count alrighty friends on that note we're done that is the show here okay I wish I could get to everybody's questions but unfortunately I cannot if you still have a, a question and it's like you really want some guidance really want some assistance really please consider booking a one-on-one -on -one session with me everything is in colormecrazy.world once again colormecrazy.world I have lots of resources lots of information on there book a one-on-one -on -one session you can also book a tarot reading for me tomorrow tuesdays every tuesday we have tarot tuesday here if you want i can read your cards and maybe you'll get the answers that you're looking for as well if you'd like the replay of this and you want to see the replay of this raw uncut all that fun stuff you can subscribe you go over to my profile you hit the little crown after you hit the little crown where my feed is you will be sent to my Instagram subscriptions page. It's $4.99 a month. 
and it costs the same, if not less, than a Starbucks coffee. So there's that. Uh, it's uh, you get all the replays to every single live. You also get all these guided meditations as well. You also get access to a private Telegram group. So lots of offerings if you want to be involved in this community a little bit more. Highly encourage you to check it out and just to contribute if you've gotten anything of use. Um, if you got to get going, please say goodbye to everybody in the space. Acknowledge the space. Say goodbye. Wish each other all those wonderful things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I love you. I value you. And I will see you very soon. Much love. Goodbye, everyone. Mm -hmm.